Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Yeah. Engine nerd. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, you threw it in. <laughs> I just did it. Four I hope you guys stars. enjoyed our episode last week. Alex, I thought, was a phenomenal guest. Yeah, well, yeah, dude. He killed it. And, Love uh, that guy. I hope our listeners did as well, because I was very pleased with his presence here. I thought he was a wonderful addition. He's a talented man. How have you folks been recently since we last recorded? Both of you doing well? Super good, man. Excellent. I got my second vaccine. I'm clear. Yeah. Me too. Bum, Fist bump. We're all bum. fully vaccinated. Yay. Fauci part two. Yeah. I. Uh, so funny story about my vaccination. So I went in. I got my vaccine vaccine at a Walmart, which, wow. Uh, but, you know, it <laughs> happened. And after I get or right before I got the vaccine, the, the, the nice woman that was delivering the vaccine to me was like, hey, have in your life, have you ever needed to have an EpiPen? And I said, well, yeah, I don't carry it anymore. But, you know, back in the day I did. She's like, oh, well, uh, what, for, for what? Why did you carry that EpiPen? And I said, um, guinea pigs. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she had the same reaction that you all had. And she was like, well, you're going to have to wait a half hour after I give this to you to make sure you don't die or something. Right. Yeah. So I used to carry an EpiPen because of a guinea pig. Um you're, you're, you're deathly allergic anaphylactic to, shock? to guinea pigs? Yes. Oh, I thought it was for the guinea pigs. No, 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 no. I wasn't administering <laughs> EpiPens to guinea pigs. I swear to God, that's where my head went. Come here, so, little rodent. <laughs> Steve is a guinea pig. Told you to stay away from them peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> no, years ago, my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she had a guinea pig. And unbeknownst to me, I was deathly allergic to it. Um, so when she went on vacation and I was like, Hey, I offer as my, as being a man who can take care of his girlfriend's pet while she was away, I will babysit said Guinea pig while you were gone. Even though she lived with her parents, her parents could have fucking taken care of it. Uh, but I just wanted to be a good boyfriend. So I take the Guinea pig home. I, you know, I'm holding Coco was her name. I'm, I'm holding Coco. I'm consoling her. And then I start sneezing uncontrollably. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to give this Guinea pig a heart attack. I put her back in her cage. I go to bed. Wake up the next morning, my left eye is completely swollen shut, and my throat is swollen to where I'm like, (gasps) like that's how I'm sound, but I'm a stupid fucking 17 year old kid, so I'm like, I gotta go to work. (laughs) So I put on a. No, you're an American, damn it. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's more true. I put on an eye patch as to not scare the customers. (laughs) (laughs) And then proceeded to go into work, which was the movie theater at the time. And when I walked in, my boss was sitting at customer service. I'm like, who Rachel? And she looked up. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and Phil, my best friend, he worked there at the same time. He followed. He came in right after me. And she just like, Phil, clock in and take Steve to the hospital. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to the hospital. They gave me shots. My doctor was like, hey, did you have an allergic reaction to something? I was like, a guinea pig. And then he went into the hallway to laugh at me. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I heard him laughing. <laughs> So yeah, I had to I had to carry an EpiPen for a guinea pig uh, years ago, and you know all this time later, Coco is still haunting my my health. <laughs> That's true love, man. Because you wanted to stay in that relationship despite yeah. Well, Coco death. Coco had to go back to the, her parents that night. <laughs> right, and you had to clean your room quite a bit, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, vaccinated. Woo! That's exciting. Yeah, I yeah. mine was uneventful. It just they stuck me in the arm and I left. Other than like the three hour wait that I was succumbed to, uh, you know, you had a three to, hour wait. Yeah, every single time it was uh, crazy. 
the convention center is where I kept getting my vaccine. And all my friends were like, I just walk right into CVS. I just walk right into Walgreens. Oh, Walmart is in and out. No big deal. Like, Walmart oh, okay, was, great. Walmart wasn't in and out. It was like an hour and a half of fairies. There time. is a, I don't know if I talked about this on the show that when I got the first dose, I think I thought I did, but there's a massive line with many hundreds of people and the national guard ushering the line you know, through these pews, it's like the world's lamest roller coaster. And, uh, it's bizarre. Everybody it's, submits to a cavity search. It's a very strange feeling. And I was wearing my, it's just a matter of time before there's an attraction at, at Kings Island called pandemic. All <laughs> right. Those aisles. Keep your mask on. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was wearing my birth movies, death hoodie that we got, uh, on my bachelor party. We went to Alamo draft house. And I was standing in line, minding my own business, watching TikToks and stuff. And this, uh, I, I assume, yeah, this might be a safe assumption, might be rude, but I assume more right wing lady with a cane. She like came up to me and it was like a movie. She like poked me with her cane. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me. And she's like, hey, what does your sweater say? <laughs> and I didn't register what she meant at first. And I was like, what? And she's like, is that something about abortion? <laughs> and I was like, what? And then I looked down and I, uh, oh, no, it says birth movies, death. And she said, what? It's like birth movies, death. And she was like, what does that mean? And I was like, you know, you're born and then you watch movies and then you die. And she cocked her head to the right <laughs> like a puppy and made a frown. And I was like, it just means I like movies a lot. And she said, oh, thank you for explaining that. And then because of the nature of the line, like you go all the way down one end, turn around and come all the way down again. I not only had to stand there with her after that for multiple minutes, but see her every seven minutes. <laughs> Did she give you a knowing nod each time? Like, ah. No, I just kept pointedly not looking at her. <laughs> Thankfully. I'm, I'm more of a birth knitting death. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she thought I was just like, Proud. abortion rocks on my <laughs> on my sweater at the convention center to get my vaccine you're literally the only pro abortion person in the world <laughs> i guess because it's a zipper hoodie i I'd, I'd never thought about how if it's like half zipped which is the cool way to wear it it kind of is hard to read and all you can clearly see is like birth and death and like oovies yeah oovies. Uh, <laughs> i don't know oovies i do want to clarify what i just said was you're the only pro abortion person because those people don't exist it's called pro choice for a reason because no one's like yeah kill all the babies right that's right, right. I said yeah. that. okay for sure. okay for all our listeners <laughs> i don't go to those pro abortion rallies kill more <laughs> i always think of juno all babies want to get born <laughs> and then you getting your vaccine at a walmart made me think of idiocracy where it's welcome to costco i love you <laughs> welcome to costco dude it's a weird you. feeling like being in line to get your vaccine in walmart as because it was right by the entrance so people who are coming in to do their shopping or passing right by you right and at one point this couple came in who were like not wearing masks and of course, the people not wearing masks are draped head to toe in the Confederate flag. Right. And of course, they're all like the, the guy just had this energy like he was going to start shit because he kind of like was looking all of us up and down. He got his like kind of shoulders backwards. Like, oh, he had that like say something. Uh-huh. Oh, see, <laughs> look at all these liptards getting their vaccine. He didn't say anything, but he like was kind of pacing up and down the line for a hot second. And for a minute, I thought he was going to start shit. And then finally he was like. 
I got deals to look at. <laughs> and he left, but yeah, he was just so He realized odd. there was no longer any ammo sold there and he left. Yeah. Yeah. Close one. And Andy, do you have any exciting vaccine stories? Not really. I saw a dude pass out. That was pretty cool. But from like the needle, <laughs> uh, like I think he just had like severe like anxiety or something. And just like oh, I didn't get the impression because it wasn't while he was getting his shot. It was like during the waiting period afterward. But the nurse uh, said that he was fine, like that it wasn't actually. He just got it in his shot. head that something yeah, was going like, to happen. And he's fainted. I get that. Uh, the first when I got my first dose, I like. It was like, don't look at your arm. I have a weird brain because I'm thinking I had a long sleeve shirt that I took off to get the shot. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I should look at the shot site to see if there's any unusual redness or swelling or anything. Mm -hmm. And then it occurred to me, don't look, because if there is, you're going to freak out. And also it's going to ruin your whole day. (laughs) You're going to have to go to the hospital and or stay here longer. And so that's that's how my head works. Like, just don't look at it because, you know, if you're going to die, you don't want to know that's going to ruin your day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Did you guys get the the space Band-Aid? No, I got I'm a regular kidding. old Band-Aid. So you got a regular Band-Aid. Andy, did you get also it? a regular Band-Aid? I'm like the every person who's gotten vaccine vaccinated that I talk to. I always ask, hey, did you get the space Band-Aid? And no one else has gotten it. So at Walmart, they were doing these like it's like a circular Band-Aid. But then in the middle of it is like a smaller circle that's clear and they put it on before they give you the vaccine. So they slap on the Band-Aid and then they give you the shot through the clear part of the Band-Aid and then it seals back up when they remove the Oh, I thought you just meant like a kid's Band-Aid with astronauts. I did too. (laughs) But what you're talking about. the space one. (laughs) But it's like this like brand new. Somehow they decided that the technology for Band-Aids has, you know, grown in the last few years. And they were like, you know who needs this? Walmart. No, I read about that actually. (laughs) And they were giving those to all of the uh, guinea pig allergenic uh, Mm. recipients. Oh, that's so To keep you from having a worse reaction. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so today's episode, uh, first off, welcome to the show. If you've never listened to the show before, typically we talk about vaccinations for the most part, and then we mm-hmm. delve into TV and film a little bit towards the end. Dude, I can't wait till our TV episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, this week we're going to review the Oscars a little bit and, and play some fun games with you guys. Um, and of course do our crossing stream segment and, and check the gate, which is where we talk about TV and film news. You can email the show anytime. I'll tell you right off the top because we love it at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. My name is C. Michael Wrights on the Twit. Mine is at Andy Most Days. I'm Steve May 13. Also, I haven't told anyone this yet because it is woefully unprepared, but it doesn't matter. You might as well get it out there. I've delved into the TikTok realm a little bit, so you can find a Streaming Things TikTok page. Right now, it's mostly just me trying to figure out as a 30-year-old how to use the app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we, we we plan on having fun with it. So if you're on there or you have some good recommendations of good movie and TV accounts to follow, because I am just completely lost on that app. And also, once you just start watching, hours fly by. And so I found it to be uh, an enemy to my productivity, but a good way to spend some time, especially if I'm working. That's my favorite time to watch TikTok. Stick it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> as take it that, were. man. Get paid to watch people twerk. Yeah. Or when what you're on you. the clock, that's when you tick top. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve got a new job as their PR person. <laughs> I wish. And he just got fired. Yeah. Andy, have you been streaming anything this week? 
Yeah. Um, so a little different this time. So first off, I want to tell listeners about this app out there called Libby. So Libby is an app that will connect to the public library in your area based off the area code of the phone number that you provide. If you don't have a library card, it will automatically make one for you with just some basic information. I, I don't even remember if it asked for my name, but phone number is like the big piece of it. So anyway, you can create an account and get a digital library card made and then connect to your local library. From there, you can place books on hold to go check out at your local library, or you can check out digital audiobooks. So basically, you download the app, costs you nothing, you can get the library card and then automatically get access to tons of digital audiobooks, quote unquote, check them out, and then just listen to them on your phone. And then when they're due back, it will just remove the license from you and that's it. There's no late fees or anything. It's amazing. That seems shockingly amazing. <clears throat> it's super cool. The only downsides are like, I, the selection's kind of limited. Like, not really. There's shitloads of them, but, like, not everything under the sun is on there. And I'm also, saying, how they does have, Audible feel about this? I mean, are they lower quality? Is it like... Recordings or anything? Yeah, you know? is it like Joe, the garbage man, is doing the, the reading of it? Hey, welcome to 1984. <laughs> <laughs> like, George Orwell. It was a sunny day. This motherfucker says sunny so much. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're absolutely normal audio audiobooks. Uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh, I tell you, I want to do that series now. Let's, yeah, please. Let's just read famous novels and show the garbage awesome. man's voice. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> call me Ish. Just call me Joe the Garbage Man. Right? <laughs> The color people. <laughs> so the only uh, downside other than like not everything is on there is that there's limited licenses. So like they might have two digital licenses and eight people in line. So you get in line for the hold. But it's good. That creates the library illusion. You know? Right. Yeah, totally. But I mean, like if you uh, you can hit like, you know, add me to the line and then you'll get a notification on your phone. Like, hey, books available for you. Ready to download it or or if not, if you're not ready for this, then you can pass it to the next person, but stay next in line, which is also super cool. Um, so anyway, that's what pretty much all of my streaming has been, which has been listening to audiobooks on Libby. Again, it's L-I-B-B-Y. Y'all should totally check it out. I-B-B-Y. Uh, do that. Do that. So I am a person that is kind of prone to depression. I've that's like great. gone to the doctor about it and I've done medication and stuff. I'm medication free now. Um, I... But anyway, so I deal with depression and uh, sometimes uh, I can kind of feel the cloud approaching. You know what I mean? Like, OK, I can feel my mental health kind of deteriorating right now. I'm about to have a rough couple of weeks and uh, you can sort of feel it coming. So anyway, um, I have uh, in an effort to try to stave that off, have been look, seeking out kind of self-help style things through Libby. And so I listened to Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. You're laughing. That is one of the best books I've ever read in my life. It is about an, uh, a Holocaust survivor, and it, it is horribly depressing for the first half and then wonderfully uplifting in the second half. But I'm like, yeah, I feel kind of bad. I should probably listen to, about, to a book about concentration camps. Right. Um, <laughs> that's my immediate thought process when I'm in the house. <laughs> so uh, he's an Auschwitz survivor, among other uh, concentration camps uh, in Nazi Germany. And uh, 
And basically it talks, he talks about the story of having been a survivor and like the horrific experiences that he went through, but also like, look, he is a doctor that went through these experiences. And so he looks at everything through that lens and throughout the process of his experiences in the camp, he developed his, uh, psychoanalytical theory called uh logotherapy or logotherapy mm-hmm. um which is essentially saying that striving for a finding a purpose or meaning to life is the biggest driving factor of all humanity and essentially it's just like how he developed that theory through uh the hardship that he endured and how hardship enduring hardship bravely can actually not only be meaningful but like something beautiful and now bear in mind this guy lost like his entire family and his wife they were all killed in concentration camps and stuff and so it was super interesting to listen to uh heartbreaking obviously but also wildly uplifting in really interesting ways um so it was great absolutely i read that book in college and i I recommend that to literally everyone Uh, man's search for meaning by victor frankel very good. I also listened to the happiness happiness project or how I spent a year trying to sing in the morning, clean my closets, fight, right, read Aristotle and generally have more fun by Gretchen Rubin. It is basically just a, uh, a woman who uh, decided to uh, spend a, a year uh, and do self-help, self-help stuff every month. So like January was her boost energy month or vitality. So within January, uh, she had to go to sleep earlier, uh, get more exercise or exercise better, toss, restore and organize, meaning like Marie Kondo, her closets and stuff. Um, tackle mm-hmm. nagging tasks, act more energetic, which they say, if you act happy or act energetic, you will naturally start to feel the energy that you don't actually have. Um, and then like March was like, uh, her work month. So she launched a blog and f- tried to enjoy the fun of failure, asked people for help, work smart, enjoy now. So every month was something different and it was basically her just cataloging it and throughout all of it. Uh, and the, these two books actually kind of correlated with each other in an interesting way where like she was continually failing at like the objectives that she had set out within her happiness project. But she kept saying over and over throughout the book that like the one thing that actually ultimately seemed to be the most beneficial of all of the happiness project things she was doing was keeping track of it and having her, her uh, happiness planner, she called it basically like continually looking to the goals of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. The act of tracking it was, uh, in itself, like lending to her mental health, uh, because she felt like she was progressing towards something. And so listening to, uh, man's search for meaning. And then this, uh, was uh, weirdly coincided. And like, both of them were basically just like the act of pursuing something was really the happiness, like was the, the, catalyst i guess was more like the causing the end result of happiness than actually achieving it in the end so i actually just started listening to another book um which is called the happiness advantage but it's like uh like kind of a work related thing but uh also in that they essentially talk about like happiness not being the result of success but rather what you achieve or happiness not being the result of success but rather um success is a result of happiness and um Anyway, so it's just been uh, really interesting to listen to all these different self-help books and hear what is ultimately kind of the same message, but through a bunch of different lenses. So anyway, yeah, Libby, check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you're edifying yourself and your off time. 
yeah. from the show. I downloaded that right now as you were talking. Nice. Not <laughs> as he recommended it the other day. No, I didn't. I did, I did text I, you guys and I, say, guys, check out Libby. It's I fucking dope. Either. I called him and told him why I didn't like audiobooks, but I might revisit that that thought. Mm. Steven, what have you been doing? Uh, I've been streaming a couple things. The first thing I streamed, you know, it's a, it was a, se- a season finale. It was a messed up show. It was a show about superheroes. It's a show about loss, a show about betrayal, a show about a lot of different things. And for a show to be like this, there's only one thing it could be. And that is Invincible title card, blood splatter on the words. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've watched the season finale of Invincible. It was really, really great. We've talked about the show a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. Um, I can't articulate how good I think the show is. There's a couple moments in the season finale that are truly gruesome and messed up. And like, like it just really kind of makes you just feel like, wow, this is bleak. This is really, really bleak. But the way it ends is, is kind of like... It doesn't end on that bleakness that it could. It kind of gives you like, okay, you can breathe a little bit, you know, in season two. I think they announced season two and three. Yeah, they got greenlit for two and three. I haven't watched the finale yet. I'm very excited. Yeah, so it gives you kind of a good, it it does what I think a lot of shows, I think, don't necessarily do all the time, but it kind of reminds you like, hey, these are all the threads that we kind of, you know, sprinkled throughout the season that have yet to be resolved that, you know, we're promising we'll get back to them. And I really, really enjoyed that. But the the, the finale is great. Go check it out. But the big main thing that I want to talk about this week is uh, it's it's a video game. It's one of them, them video games that games. The, the millennials are playing. Uh, Pong. I've heard of that one. <laughs> you, you like Cubert. <laughs> Oregon Trail. He's jumping on the squares and the snakes are chasing, chasing him. Uh, no, it's a it's a game for PlayStation Five. It's been released by Sony Studios. It's called Returnal. It's the first really big PlayStation Five game to come out since the PS Five launched, which is hilarious because that was like six months ago. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but it's a it's a Housemark Studios developed, and if anyone's familiar with Housemark Studios, they're this really you know smaller indie team that are, are really well known for their arcade arcadey type games they they did like Resogun, Resogun rules Stardust HD these are really really great like isometric shooters bullet hell type games um and Returnal their newest game is really their first crack at a triple A uh big budget game um and you know, I was hesitant to get it because if you don't know what Returnal is, it is a roguelike game, which means essentially you're going to be playing a character that is stuck in a time loop. Um, I, I think her name's Celine. You're so you're this you're this woman. Her name is Celine. She's an astronaut. She crash lands on this planet, and she's trying to get to a beacon. So she, I assume so the she can send out an SOS and get rescued. But on this planet, there's all these aliens that are attacking her, and when she dies. She wakes back up at the moment she crashed on the planet. So it's, so a it's like live, die, repeat. Yeah, yeah. totally. AKA yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. So in a roguelike or roguelite, uh, the, the the differences between those are negligible. Um, you just replay over and over and it's procedurally generated and you'll fight different things and you get as far as you can. Eventually, inevitably, you die. And some of them you retain progress and work further. Other times you just start fresh every time. So the fact that it's a time loop is like a, a, a fun conceit story wise that hasn't really been done for a roguelike yet which is cool. Hades does something kind of like it. Um, it's a roguelike that came out recently. It won a bunch of game of the year awards. Meaning that most of the games that do that, just it's just, there's just no, they ignore there's the no fact conceit that you're going, yeah. right. 
or you're like the descendant of the person that just died, something yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Rogue Legacy did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's really cool. They they really have done a really great job of interweaving this this gameplay style, the roguelike style, which is much more geared towards like a gameplay type thing and not a narrative. But they've managed to somehow really th- thread a narrative into it where it's a lot of visual storytelling where you'll stumble upon rooms that kind of tell you a little bit about the planet you're on and every time your character dies you get a quick vision of something that's hinted being in her past life and there's this overall mystery what's going on oh that's cool so like you're you're every time you die not only are you getting better and better and better at the game where you can get further and further and further but also you're learning a little bit more about who she is and why she's there and what the what the whole deal with the planet is and it's just genius the way they've kind of uh, interacted that and the game's really cool because we mentioned bullet hells and if you don't know what that is imagine the games where you're like a little plane and other planes are attacking you but they shoot like a billion different like dots of gun ammo that you gotta you can like they move slow enough that you can kind of like weave in through them and avoid them but there's a lot of them so it's hard Mm. imagine that but in a third person view it's a very unique perspective that i don't think i've ever seen in a video game where you've got all these orbs just flying at you in different methods like there was one boss i fought that was he shot like a ring that emanated from him that you had to jump over at the same time he was shooting stuff directly at you and then he was also launching stuff that blew up above you and then slowly fell down on top of you so it was a lot of like ah, and you're running around trying not to get hit but it's really beautiful it's got a really amazing art style where it has that gothic sci-fi horror style to it like an alien yeah. or a prometheus um if you will maybe it, perhaps a covenant uh, perhaps if 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 you're a savage a raised uh, <laughs> a raised by wolves maybe <laughs> but the art style is great and they they use the um if you don't know about the ps5 controller it's got like really great haptic feedback and controller vibrations and it has a it makes noise when it's appropriate <laughs> and, it doesn't just go it, <laughs> It's not like just sitting on the charger going, <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> but the controller was scaring me. There's a part where you find like a, it a looks supportive like a, controller. That'd be awesome. You're doing a great job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep doing it, man. Uh, there's a part in the game. This isn't really a spoiler, but I came across like, it looks like a Midwestern like ranch style house just in the middle of this alien world. And it's like, what the fuck? And, you go, you can walk into it and the perspective change to a first person. You're picking up stuff in the house. Like what's this, what's that? And the controller just starts going <laughs> and like slowly vibrating. Like, uh, it, it really unnerves you, which is what it's going for. It's trying to make you uncomfortable and scared in that moment. So I've never seen a game use the controller in that way where the controller is like, this is really scary. <laughs> so go play it returnal i was hesitant to try it because i don't like roguelikes typically but man do i really really like this game so far i think you sold me i think i want to try it you know i have a, a problem getting off of apex legends but it's not, <laughs> i'm really excited for the new the generation and, and, and exclusives to really use the new technology mm-hmm. and integrate because it usually takes some time to fully realize the potential and the new amazing things happen and sounds like that may have begun it anything has else? begun. <laughs> anything else you've been streaming there, Steve? Uh, no, that, that, I mean, I, I feel like Andy and I are on the same path this week where both of us were kind of feeling in the dump. So I was I kind of went into my my comfort food, which is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, other people go to friends <laughs> or they stream the office all the time. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is my comfort food. So 
Uh, well, oh, I started rewatching Barry. I'm like halfway through season one. That show's amazing on HBO. Go watch it. Yeah. Barry, Barry on uh, HBO. I think we're all three like synced up because I also had uh, a very rough week and it was mostly just being really busy at work. Um, but anyway, I did watch a few things on Apple TV plus there is an, uh, I guess it's a documentary. I think it's, it goes, it, it transcends documentary in a way, anything with Sir David Attenborough, at least Sir David Attenborough. <laughs> it's called the year earth changed. And it's a documentary about how during the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, everything was shut down worldwide for quite some time. Like it had never been before, at least in this century. And well, pretty newly in the century or last century even. And uh, since the industrial revolution. And so it talks about things that I didn't think of, like how the earth adapted and what happened in its stead and, you know, in the stead of humanity, at least. So it's like birds that you couldn't hear before because of traffic and things that they discovered and, you know, animal behaviors. Um, I think it was India. I don't want to show my geographical ignorance, but it was somewhere in India, I think, uh, but it has to do with how their city is right beyond the Himalayas and the inhabitants couldn't see the Himalayas, even though there's massive, beautiful mountains because of all the smog from the automobile traffic and stuff. And because everyone was stuck in their homes for such an extended period of months, the Himalayas were now visible from the city. And so this photographer got up on the mountains and, and, you know, and also videoed it and it, it's beautiful. And there, it's funny. They'd lived there for generations and they're like, what the fuck? There they are. <laughs> and uh, just stuff like that. And anything I will, I will contend anything with David Attenborough's voice. They're now yeah. no longer visible again. I'm sure well, right? Right. on their way quickly for sure. Uh, I just love that man's voice. I spent, oh, toad sleuth. I spent so much <laughs> time sleuth. in college. <laughs> Smoking weed and watching my DVD box set of Planet Earth, oh, which was yeah. like a hundred dollars. Um, in fact, the DVD menu screen to that is what I woke up to hungover most days, like, <laughs> yeah. with like the sun coming up over the earth in the background. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, everything he said, he could narrate the worst thing in the world happening to me, and it would be awesome. Most likely Christopher Rudd getting kicked in the dick 12 times in a row by a three toed sloth. <laughs> He's in a massive hurry and cannot seem to get the turd to come out. <laughs> he wiped. He wiped again. It's still there. So that's what I watched. I mean, I recommend it just because of the voice. It's not the best David Attenborough documentary I've ever seen, but uh, the Apple TV <laughs> plus documentary about him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be wonderful. Uh, Narrated by himself. I'm David. He's got a whole career just on having a beautiful voice. All narrated by himself as well. I'm the pretty big deal. (laughs) Sir David Attenborough, hung like a horse, journeyed from his home. I also watched a movie called Midway. Have you guys seen this movie? That's the World War II film, right? Correct. I I don't know if it is. Anything about this? Is it Midway or is it Midway? Or is it my way? Am I putting <laughs> definitely not that? Am I putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable? So I've mentioned many times about my son's fascination with World War II, and so all he wants to do when I say "Would you like to watch a movie?" is watch war movies of some kind or another. And I've gone through all of the ones that I know are awesome, and now that's why I watched Overlord a couple of weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, I've never you're scraping the bottom of the barrel now. So I, I found this movie called Midway, and it was terrible. Right. I remember in, it looked, in my estimation, the trailers made it look like every, uh, you know, war scene just looked like a video game. Imagine Top Gun if World War II like dogfight planes 
Is there a beach ball scene? But nowhere, <laughs> not, but nowhere near as cool as that sounds. But listen to this cast. So it's directed by Roland Emmerich. And I'm like, okay, okay. it's got every opportunity to be decent. Sure. It stars Woody Harrelson, Dennis Quaid. I forgot about that guy. Quaid. Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers fame. Ugh. And Patrick Wilson. So I'm like, and I didn't research anything. I just played it because war movie I haven't seen. They, these guys just kept popping onto my screen, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, um, it's a, it's it was not a good time for me. Uh, I have to say, it's like two and a half hours long. If it's not, it felt every minute of it. None yeah. of those actors are being used to any kind of good degree. They put a wig on Woody Harrelson, which always throws me Ooh, off. No, not a fan no, of that. No. Um, and it's all true story. Like they're true characters. Um, I just, the, the heroism wasn't catching me. The narrative wasn't interesting. Um, the, the effects were, were fairly well done, but not aggressively. So to be like, well, at least these are wonderful to watch. Um, so anyway, I, I do not recommend it, but it is available to stream. I think I even paid like three or four bucks to rent it. I want to say, oh, yeah. but maybe not. Um, it might have been on HBO Max, but don't worry about it because you don't need to watch it. But you guys were talking about comfort food shows, and this doesn't really count because I haven't seen much of it. It's just something my wife loves, but I plan to see much of it, if that makes sense. I was really sad the other day, and uh, I decided to sit and watch Broad City with her for multiple hours. Have you guys ever seen Broad City? No. So Broad City is available to stream on Hulu, and it's a it's a comedy uh, starring... Uh, two young women and it's very much in the vein of something like i i want to say it's always sunny you know something like that I, I know you would love it um this show is phenomenal it's very snarky insanely creative it stars uh, alana glazer and abby jacobson and they're like two friends in new york city that go on ridiculous adventures and it's just so it's also got hannibal burris who i generally don't like very much but he's used to great effect in this show um, this show is fucking hilarious. I can't get enough of it. I sat and watched like six episodes back to back and it, I can't even describe the kind of shit that they do. It's, it's almost like a Seinfeld. -y. It's nothing like Seinfeld, but it, just in the sense that there's no real plot other than she'll call her friend and be like, do you want to find a good party to go to? And they'll be like, oh yeah, sure. And it's just their shitty day at work at their shitty jobs and them trying to find a good party. And then like, oh, we got to leave this party. Like, why do we have to leave this party? The hottest dude in here just left. This party is about to get lame and we don't want to be the last ones to leave. <laughs> like all these imaginary social rules they invent and hilarity ensues. It, and then they'll get too high smoking a joint or something. And it's awesome. I love this. I, I like the whole I, I watched the whole episode on how one of them pegged uh, a guy she was banging. <laughs> and so she went to a Shiva, which is the other character's grandma had just died. And she's like, hey, I pegged so and so, you know, oh, that's my girl, you know, and like start screaming out pegging in the middle of this funeral. And then like the Jewish mother and father come over and they're like, what's going on? It's like she pegged him. He's like, what's pegging? And it's it's hilarious. Um, so that's it. That's I think it'll be a future comfort food show for me. And I highly recommend Broad City. I think we are the last three human beings on the planet to discover the beauty that is Broad City. I think okay. it's pretty well established, like comedy legend by now. But if, how long has it been around? I don't know. I don't know the first episode or anything like that. But it's Carissa told me to watch it when we met and we're married now, like four years later. So um, okay. I, I imagine mm -hmm. a good five, six, seven years ago. It's got 50 episodes. What What okay. is it air on? I, I that I don't know either. Okay. I'm not very helpful. I think that's on Hulu. It is. It's like a Hulu original. Are you sure? Oh, I think it's oh. available on. Hulu. No, it is on Hulu for sure. I, I just don't know if, the network. If it's that, a Hulu original, oh, it's I think it's Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, then that's definitely why I haven't heard of it. 
Yeah, you watch that still. <laughs> but it's really like a lot more vulgar by tenfold than I thought Comedy Central allowed. Um, hey man, they're on cable. It even has like hey, nudity. Of, nobody watches. I bet it's the Wild West on cable. I, nobody nobody's it. monitoring it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of like execution videos and stuff. Right. Oh god, no one's watching throughout the snuff. Films. Basically, the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> the cable mainstream cable has become the dark web. No one will see this. Anyway, um, that's about all I've been streaming. I guess it's time to check the gate. <laughs> Check the gate. Check the gate. Check the gate. All right. What do we got? This is Check the Gate, the segment where we bring you the hottest, steamiest, freshest TV and film news you can get literally anywhere else and also here on streaming things. Did you guys hear about the Citizen Kane review debacle. Yes, I did hear about this. Hilarity. So apparently Rotten Tomatoes dredged up a uh, sour movie review from 80 years ago of Citizen Kane. This was a review published in a newspaper in 1941 that is now added to the canon of Citizen Kane reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, dethroning it from its 100% fresh score and giving it a 99% fresh posthumously and the internet erupted i think the only movie to have 100 percent fresh that's not true not it's the only paddington too right yeah one of them yeah yeah but also <laughs> derek delgadio's in and of itself is currently 100 percent fresh Ooh. i believe which mm, that's great we here on streaming things highly recommend to change your life i just thought that was funny to bring up because it took over film twitter by storm and i i saw that happening i and i i just promptly ignored smiled it smiled <laughs> i don't i don't like that movie <laughs> neither of fan. you are, neither of you are big fans of citizen kane is that right correct uh i i enjoy it for what it is i i don't think it's the greatest movie ever made or anything yeah from, like, a, it, from a technical yeah. perspective and a blocking perspective do you feel really, like really, it, it's it, important to watch as a film student like i will mm-hmm. never say you should never see that if you're interested in film because what they do technically is great especially for the time it's a really great example of how you should block scenes in a movie like especially scenes of dialogue and how they like that can you know, add to whatever message you're sending. But don't you think overall, people that call it the greatest film of all time are taking it the fact that it far. was made in 1941 into huge account and how like yeah. seminal it was? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that there were a shitload of movies on Rotten Tomatoes that had 100% fresh rating. Is there really, it was just the two of them? No, I didn't say it was just the two. I said oh. I misspoke, but I don't think there are many. Um, but Paddington 2, is it that good? Have you guys seen it? It's a wonderful movie for sure. I mean, everyone loved it, which hence the hundred percent, like no one's like fuck Paddington too. <laughs> it's all, it's I all am. that. That's all that means. Um, so you could be that guy, Andy, as long as you get, I'll write that review. Certified. Certified. Dude, wait for like 50 to 60 years. And then, you know, reveal, this is the review I made of Paddington two in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Take yeah. that. Your 100% score on rotten tomatoes, just, which is still around and end it with Rosebud. And you just know <laughs> that it was a punch back. Uh, tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> <laughs> just play the light of the seven in the background. Oh God, it's um, awesome. So I also heard a little bird told me that they're making a John wick series. I think on Netflix, and this might be old news. Have you guys heard about this? I have heard about this. No? Yes. It's going to be called the continental and it's going to take place during the era of like young Winston. 
um, that, you know, the director of the mm-hmm. continental and America, and it'll be a, a prequel. Little Ian McShane. Yeah. Little Ian McShane. And I am, uh, very curious about this. I would love to see it. I love the, the lore of the John Wick series and I would like to see more of it. I think it's a good idea. When we said little Ian McShane, my mind immediately went to like a Muppet baby style situation. I heard <laughs> the people behind dark crystal are doing it. So you should be pleased. Steve. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yes, that's true. Please. I made that up. It's all going to be puppets. It's I can't be make jokes like that. Oh people God, take us imagine, so seriously. Can you imagine a little, a puppet that looked like little Ian McShane? like, hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got coins. <laughs> coins. <laughs> Dude, I love that though because, like, when the first John Wick came out, as cool as like the action and stuff was, like the thing that I loved the most about it, and I think we talked about it at the time, was like it's super cool that they did this like world building secret assassin society thing with like its own currency, and even though it didn't make a lot of sense, it was very neat that it had this whole like underground vibe. And so if it's entirely based around the Continental, then it's going to be almost exclusively that kind of stuff, I would think. That sounds pretty badass. It does indeed. I think I'm going to love it. And I will certainly tune in. But my favorite bit of news, the thing I'm most excited about, is that David Cronenberg returns. Have you guys heard about this? Mm -hmm. I have not. No. Uh, So he's making a movie called Crimes of the Future, which is the exact name of a movie he also made in 1970 that he uh, wrote, directed and produced. So is he remaking his own movie? I don't think it's the same movie. I think he's just like, this is a good title and this is another good use of it. Okay. But I don't know for sure if that's the truth. All I know is that David Cronenberg, director of The Fly, among many other things, is making the film and it stars Viggo Mortensen. Um, oh, I did see this. Yeah. I don't want to mispronounce her French name and Andy Le- would be the one to do it. But Leah Sadu. Leah Sadu. Yeah, Leah Sadu. And that's how Leah said you and Kristen Stewart. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Everybody knows I love case do uh, and also Scott Speedman. I don't, do you know who that is? Yeah. It's a guy from underworld. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I was the only one. That's the only movie I know him in. I don't think that anything else matters. That's yeah, true. Is he's, he like the main, the, the one human guy, the vampire lichen mixture guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he starts the, off there. half thinks breed. he's a normal guy, but then yeah, he's the half, half and half guy. But it, it, it that's way less cool when you call someone half and half. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the half and half? What's up, Creamer? But it's a movie. It sounds like Black Mirror. Basically, it's, a, you know, the not so distant future, blah, 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 blah. You know, dangers of technology. I love that cast. Um, you know, Viggo Mortensen always chooses wonderful, quirky, artistic things. Uh, Kristen Stewart, the same and so, and I absolutely adore uh, Leah Sadu. So I'm, and Scott Speedman's my dude. Uh, <laughs> I just throw him in there. I'm excited to see him do something. Creamer. I'll hang with Scott Speedman. <laughs> so that's a uh, work by David Cronenberg. I'll update you on its uh, pathway to being produced, but I'm very excited for it. Scott Speedman sounds like one of the names that they would make up in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as undercover names. Right. I'm Scott it's Speedman. Exactly. A half and half werewolf person. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> In other news, the 2021 Oscar nominations Uh, have fully transcended into actual winners. And I think Andy is the only member of the show that even tuned in to the 2021 Oscars. Yeah, I saw that shit. I was busy uh, (laughs) building a a patio that day. Andy, what did you think of the 2021 Oscars? Dude, it was super weird at first because like it was in a much, much smaller venue and all the people are basically sitting in like the kind of booths you would see at like B-dubs. Uh, so that, that was kind of weird. You saw one get uh, their cheese fries in the middle. Right. They, um, they have like onion towers. <laughs> <laughs> Blooming onions and shit. Um, but it was like, you know, a, li- a little more down to earth. And there were a lot more like uh, 
I don't want to call it deep cut, but more, there was like a more sincere vibe to it. At first I didn't like it. And then eventually I kind of did. Um, but they, uh, made a, an enormous error in an assumption of somebody winning who ultimately did not, wherein they adjusted their programming so that instead of ending the night with best picture, which is what they typically, which do. is what they always do. They decided to do best picture and then best actress and then best actor. All of that built under the assumption that Chadwick Boseman was going to win for Ma Rainey's black bottom. He didn't win. Anthony Hopkins won for the father, which, which you called, which I, I'm so glad that he did. Cause that movie is fucking amazing. And he, that was the performance of a lifetime for him. Anyway, he wasn't there. He went to bed. <laughs> right. He was like, I'm 80 something years old. Keep in old. mind, he's 83. And in Wales, I believe it was like 4 a.m. at the time. Yeah. He ain't staying up for that. Why would he? So he actually also like had his team like lobbied and to allow for him to like zoom in to accept. So there were a bunch of people that were nominated from around the globe that weren't there. And apparently there were like zoom Oscar, stations. Oscar stations that you could go to. Yeah. With great um, Wi-Fi. Right. And so he, is, early, we got 80 ping or below only he's 83 <laughs> and it's four o'clock in the morning in, in Wales. So he's like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so anyway, I don't he, blame him. <laughs> he won. So it was very awkward. Joaquin Phoenix was out there presenting best actor because he won last year and he's the most awkward dude when he speaks publicly and he's yeah. like, the Academy accepts the award on behalf of Anthony Hopkins. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> and then the credits roll is like, da, oh my da, god! Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was bad. Although watching Glenn Co- Close do the butt dance was fucking badass. Uh, that was sweet to get to see live. Uh, the butt dance, the butt dance, the so butt was a whole thing on Twitter afterwards. There was a random segment where um, uh, Laurel uh, was going around asking people uh, about. Um, they were he was quizzing people about music trivia he's like was this song nominated or did it win or whatever and like it went very poorly and the like the first girl that he asked like she just cursed her way through it and so basically the whole thing got bleeped and then he moves on to uh next guy and he asks him about this song and then he turns the glenn close and this was probably scripted i don't know but they play a song and it's like the butt from a spike lee film and uh <laughs> and like so they play this like hip-hop song and it's like you know the joke is as this old woman and she, they're asking about the song she's like no actually this is the butt it's from the spike lee movie from called and i can't even remember what the movie was and then she's like shout out to this guy and this guy to like the recording artists that did the song and then they, everybody's like oh my god and the and lower i was like do you know the dance and then she stands up and starts popping it like twerking and shit and it's like oh my god this is amazing like it was a super awkward segment like they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel how can we make the oscars interesting and then we for time then we ended up getting glenn Coast close twerking and it was fucking badass i hope that wasn't scripted because i love the idea of glenn close as having this like great knowledge of past music winners i choose to assume that too i, I just want that to be the case i want that to be my head canon <laughs> i mean otherwise you know the oscars the oscars nomadland won a bunch of stuff and i didn't like that movie but dude i'll be honest so nomadland is of all the oscar best picture nominees it's the only one that it or it's the easiest for me to watch because it's free on hulu i can watch it whenever i want mm-hmm. but it's the one i'm least interested in watching <laughs> Like, I really want to see The Father. I really want to see Minari. I really want to see... Uh, Mank was nominated for Best Picture too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's on Netflix, so you're a piece of shit. Oh, that's on Netflix? Yeah. As is that Chicago... Did... Trial of Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. You're oh, well, Sound Terrible. of Metals on Amazon Prime. Well, I, 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 I just forgot about Trial of Chicago 7, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. And Netflix <laughs> has been, like, really poor about, like, 
here are the Oscars. Like whenever I open up Netflix, mm-hmm. there's usually they have like a tab that's like, these are the movies that are Oscar nominated that we can short. They don't have that. Part of it's their online. new show or movie every week. We're just inundated with bullshit every yeah. week. And they're like, guys, we spent money on this. Please watch it. Yeah. Um, but where like I'll turn on app, um, Apple TV plus or Hulu or anything like that, Amazon. And they always have like a, this is the, these are the Oscar movies you can watch. And most of them you have to rent. And I just, mm-hmm. I can't really afford it, but that's why I like rely on my free stuff. Sure. <laughs> but I see no bad land all the time. I'm like, I should watch it, but I just have no interest in that movie. I mean, it took the night. Chloe Zhao, uh, one for best director, um, Francis McDormand, one for best actress. And of course it won for best picture. Um, also some other notable things, Andy, you never watched another round with Mads Mikkelsen, did you? No, I didn't. I really think that you oh, I do want to watch that. <laughs> going to love that movie. Really? Yeah. It's about drinking. Okay. Um, the whole movie. Fan. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying, uh, but it's apparently really fun. I've, I've been wanting to see it. I think it's available on Hulu. I want to say, I think prime. Ooh, it's streamable. Okay. Yeah. I think it's on prime actually. I can look that up now, but th- did you, that was that. That was another thing. Aren't they making uh, a U.S. remake of it now, right? right? Yes, I believe so. Yep. And then also My Octopus Teacher won Best Documentary. I've been wanting to watch that for quite some time. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, Let's see here. Tenet, Andy's favorite, won Best Visual Effects. It deserves that for sure. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Mank for Best Cinematography. And I think I called it um, Best Original Screenplay, Promising Young Woman. You were right, by the way, Chris. Another round is on Hulu. Ha! Nice. I also have not seen that yet, but I think we should watch it. It'll be a fun, it'll be a hoot. Um, anywho, so that's our, is that our Oscars wrap up? I think. I think so. So we have a little treat for our fans here this evening. We've planned a little game. I'm sure you've all read those buzz feed quizzes from time to time, which, uh, Hogwarts house are you? And I always say Gryffindor and then I get Hufflepuff and I just throw my phone down. Hey, what's wrong with Hufflepuff? Nothing, nothing. It's fine, buddy. If you're Hufflepuff, that's cool. There's dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've each chosen a quiz for another member of the show to participate in live on the show. And we're going to find out the answers to these questions. Uh, who wants to start us off with this? I, I will. Think, okay, oh, there Andy, you go. Jump on in. Who, Absolutely. Who are you? Who do you have? Steve, I have a quiz for you. Oh, this is for me. All right. Oh, my. Steve? Yes. The Mummy is a great movie, but we can't all be Rick O'Connell. Which Brendan Fraser character are you? <laughs> from The from Mummy the, to the George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser has played several iconic roles over the years. <laughs> so, want to know which Brendan Fraser character matches your personality? Now's the time to find out. Yes, let's find out. <clears throat> I hope I'm Encino Man. Steve, which word best describes you? Spontaneous, goofy, Brave, intellectual, edgy, or caring? Chris, you're going to help me out with these. Caring. Caring, really? I would have said caring, too. Absolutely. I was going to go with a good guy. I was going to go with goofy. (laughs) No, you're a very caring individual. Oh, thank you, guys. Okay, caring. Caring. Well, this is your quiz. So if you were holding the phone, which you're not, what would you have pressed? Would you have pressed goofy? I probably would have. We're going to go with caring. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Pick a quote from a Brendan Fraser movie. So this is probably the are one they, question they, that are they actually reading they, the quotes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I was gonna. <laughs> I don't know if I could quote. All right. First Frazier. quote. Oh my god! It's a mummy. I only gamble with my life, never my money. Okay. Don't worry. Nobody dies in this story. They just get really big boo boos. <laughs> don't talk to me about rock and roll. I'm out there in the clubs and on the streets, and I'm living it. 
So before you keep reading, am I supposed to pick which quote best describes me? It just says pick one. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know, honestly. All right. Uh, let's see here. I'm getting real tired of throwing you out of the car, which I'd love to know what movie that's from. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, manners are a way of showing other people we care about them. Or they they both believed in something that everyone told them was impossible. What was the one about the club? Uh, let's see here. Don't talk to me about rock and roll. I'm out there in the clubs and on the streets. I'm living it. <laughs> I picked the boo-boo one. The boo-boo one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody dies in the stories. They just get really big boobs. Okay. Boobies. Which job would you like to try the most? Professional athlete, music producer, TV personality, nature photographer, archaeologist, or teacher? Oh, God. Um, I guess, you know, I would always want to try to be an archaeologist. That sounds like that'd be fun. Seemed like that. I, I thought you were immediately going to be like Jurassic Park. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to find some amber and then uh, there's like a mosquito in it. And then I can find like all sorts of dinosaurs in it. <laughs> Dino DNA. Chris, Chris, <laughs> which of those would you have picked? What was the question again? It was of the jobs. Athlete, music producer, TV personality, nature photographer, archaeologist or teacher. Music producer. Music producer. Okay. You're going to be DJ Khaled? Yeah. I actually, I like that stuff. I, I do. I hate DJ Khaled so much. I'm on the ones and twos. He he seems like he's famous for saying that he's famous. Another one. You know what I mean? We the best. So, uh, Waze, you know, the app Waze, Mm -hmm. uh, you can download, um, uh, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled as, Oh my God, I would wreck that car on purpose. It's fucking hilarious. Cause (laughs) if ever, you know how Waze will alert you if there's a police, point yeah he's like police are coming up check yourself <laughs> <laughs> or if you have to make a u-turn it's like you done played yourself do a u-turn <laughs> it's like vaguely um antagonistic towards you <laughs> oh, god like it's just it's just a bad day away from dj Khaled. hey fuckhead that's your take a right <laughs> dude i was driving my buddy up to chicago for his bachelor party a few years ago and as a joke he put switched ways over to santa claus on the drive up <laughs> and then we couldn't get it to switch off of santa claus so for like two and a half hours we listened to santa claus tell me how to get to chicago it was fucking awful did you ever listen to the cookie monster one no oh that one's insane i fucking awesome. love it police up ahead do they have cookie <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! And every All now right. and then you just hear, you, like it was, it would scare the shit out of us because we'd be driving, and then you just hear, "Om nom 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 nom." Like that has to cause wrecks, right? <laughs> There's no reason for it. Just, no, it's just like I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Jesus! All right. All right, Steve, which area would you like to explore? Desert ruins, mysterious rainforest, bustling city, quiet countryside, sunny beach town, or dangerous mountains? Ooh, a sunny beach town sounds nice. It looks nice, too, from the picture. Actually, no, it doesn't. It looks like a shithole. All the other ones are like beautiful (laughs) vistas. Sorry, I look close. It's like one of those seedy fucking hotel. Well, sorry for choosing it, Andy. (laughs) Your choice. That's all right. All right, last thing. Is this the last one? Nope, not last. second to last one. Pick something to pack for an adventure. Okay. Headphones and music. It's a good choice. Notebook and pen. Mm. Snacks. Yo, GPS knows. slash map. Swimsuit or a book. Dude, snacks. Yeah, you get you get you get like halfway through the day. You haven't eaten anything. You get a little spacey. You get a little hangry. It's gonna ruin your whole adventure. I feel like the most pragmatic one would have been a GPS slash map. You know, what I mean, you're gonna have a full nah. belly and then be lost and die. You definitely need snacks. Nah. 
Not right. unless you have like a compass on your phone. Lastly, what's your favorite genre to watch? Comedy, fantasy, action, romance, sci-fi, or drama? Sci-fi. Word. Word. Steve. What, so what Brendan Fraser character am I? You are George from Georgia the Jungle. You're known for your kindness, yes. humor, and fun-loving attitude. Sometimes you can be a little clumsy, but that's just part of your charm. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah, thank you, Buzz. Buzz Steve, Buzz Steve, Steve, Steve up the jungle. Don't remember the words. He does not ah, smoke trees. <laughs> watch out for that tree. Was that quote from the uh, from George of the Jungle? It was. Yeah, that's like nobody opening. does in the story. This get really big boo boos. Yeah, I felt like I that you was... said boobies. Oh, <laughs> no one dies. Maybe just I get did. Big boobies. And I was like, what a weird <laughs> quote. All Every right. time someone gets shot, they get tigo bitties. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder what these bud fees, but bud bud fees, yeah. BuzzFeed quizzes whether or not they just pick like there's actually one question that matters yeah. and that was the one and then the rest were just filler because we we tested this idea uh, between you and I um, and we were doing like which Oscar dress are you I was 2018 and Zendaya by the, the, way. the last nice. the last question was like what is your personality and of, of the choices you chose breezy mm-hmm. and then in the, the description of why they, they gave you 2018 Zendaya it was like she wore a breezy uh, dress. From, yeah, it's just. And I was like, oh, well, that's the word. See, he picked breezy, loose fitting gown. Here you go. Yeah. Done. Chalk it up. I think the fact that I chose To Kill a Mockingbird among the books that were <laughs> the options, I don't think that factored into Zendaya being my uh, spirit animal. All right. Well, since I was the first victim, I guess now I will read my quiz that I have chosen for Chris. Pass the baton. Chris, your buzz sprout, which is our, you know, our, our, just a buzz sprout plug. No yeah, big deal. No big deal. Look at <laughs> the show notes for a, uh, a code. You can get $20 uh, Amazon gift card if you just start a podcast on buzz sprout. But my buzz feed quiz I have chosen for you is titled order a full course meal at Olive Garden and we'll tell you which Disney made matches your personality. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's the age old question. Which Disney made am I? Apparently, you find that out by ordering a whole bunch of food at the Olive Garden, the restaurant for families. Are you ready for your first question? I am. My body is ready. Now, there are five questions. All right. So it's okay. kind of short. First question. Pick your drink. You need a drink for okay. your dinner. You, your options are water. He would always pick water. Well, there's there's water, Pinot Noir, Bellini. Well, if I Bud get, the, if I get mangoes, any of those other ones, I'm going to smoke crack. So, <laughs> so we're going to go with water. Boom. All right. Now you got to pick your app. Is crack an option at all? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'll have the crack, please. <laughs> Actually, some, make that too. <laughs> some, <laughs> may, some may consider their calamari crack, which is an option. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go on. So go we on. got calamari. We got stuffed ziti frita. 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 Toasted ravioli. Classic shrimp scampi frita. And spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. Oh, mm-hmm. your spin dip by man. a mile. Spinny arty. Well, now you get a soup or salad. Are you a super salad guy? I'm going to have to go with salad. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you those choices, but okay. I'm just curious what, what, what you do. Oh, just in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Depends so you got soup. You got your, your basic house salad, mm-hmm. right? You got mm-hmm. your, I'm going to mispronounce it. Zupa Toscano soup. That was well done. I feel like you got your chicken and gnocchi soup, mm-hmm. pasta el fagioli soup mm-hmm. and minestrone. A lot of soups. Seems like you only got one yeah, choice. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna apparently go with the house salad. Right. I do love gnocchi, but I wouldn't use that as like anything but the entree. Caesar was not an option in that. No. He knows I love Caesar salad. So now we come to your entree, the mm, main event. Entree. You have seafood Alfredo, 
the tour of Italy, chicken marsala, herb grilled salmon, and giant cheese stuffed shells. I'm going to have to go with the tour of Italy out of those options. A little what bit is of everything. Italy? I think you get a little bit of everything. It's like a yeah. sampler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you get a little bit of everything. It's giant cheese stuffed shells. Full disclosure, I hate Olive Garden. So really? I don't know what <laughs> this really says about my Disney made. Don't chances. they have the unlimited breadsticks and salad and shit at the beginning? Uh, is that them? They have unlimited breadsticks. Yeah, they get as much bread as you can eat. I mean, <laughs> their breadsticks are the bomb. I like like uh, Pompilios or Maggiano's or I'm a, mm. I'm a bougie guy. Uh, dude, Maggiano's is. Mm. I don't, know any, yes, I don't know any Italian words. Hey. <laughs> the Mario Brothers. Uh, now it's dessert time. Okay. All right, here we go. Cannoli. It's Sicilian cheesecake with strawberry topping. Mm-hmm. Warm Italian donuts. How warm? Like room temp. <laughs> if we're being honest. Okay, right. I will 100%, 100% mispronounce this. Dolcini. Okay. It looks like little, like, you know, those like shooter things you get at like Applebee's that are like, (laughs) sure. It looks like that. Tiramisu. Not a fan. Or black tie mousse cake. Uh, I'm going to have to go with those options. I would probably go with the black tie mousse cake. Ooh. Seconded by the strawberry cheesecake. Oh, no. Are you ready to see which Disney made you are based (laughs) off your choices? (laughs) I know where this is going, I think. Show me. You got Nana from Peter Pan, the dog. Oh, cool. (laughs) Very cool. You are lovable, warm, and selfless. If the opportunity presented itself, you would be great as the next host of Super Nanny. (gasps) Why would Nana the dog be that? (laughs) What the fuck? Perfect. That's me. I would be a good host of Super Nanny. I'm taking a screenshot of this dog so I can post it on our Twitter later. (laughs) Wait, what? I thought it said Disney. I thought it was supposed to be like a Disney woman. Wouldn't it just said maid? Maid. And Nana is clearly being a maid in this photo. It's a dog that has a dish strapped to her head, and there are uh, drinks and such on the dish. That's fair. That she is serving. Mm -hmm. That's what maids do. Maid. (laughs) I actually took it as never mind. I took it as maiden, honestly. Yeah, different definition of maiden, for sure. I was like, he's going to be Ariel or Belle or something. You're like, (laughs) you got the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to look at the, 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 well, it disappeared. The, The screenshot for the quiz was like, it was like a picture that was cut in half. The left side was just a, sh- a photo of like Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. And the other shot was a photo of like, I can't tell you who this woman is, but it looked like a very busty maid <laughs> from what I assume would be like a maybe Beauty and the Beast. Like, you know, the maids that would hang out with Gaston and that, that right. scene. Mm-hmm. But it was like a very like overly sexual Disney character that they chose for that. <laughs> Like, As you should. This is a dirty maid. <laughs> Nana. <laughs> My turn. I've got Andy. And this one is, is your personality more like the Star Wars prequels, sequels, or original trilogy? Oh, man. I'm going to guess that they're going to say the prequels. Let's find out. Maybe one of them's breezy. Pick a non... Oh, it's 12 questions. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Pick a non-trilogy movie. Star Wars The Clone Wars, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, or Solo, A Star Wars Story? Uh, definitely Rogue One of those three. I was going to pick it for you. You're not I'm picking gonna... Clone Wars? No. That piece of shit? Pick, pick a meal. Breakfast, also a piece of shit. lunch, or dinner? Dinner. 100%. Wow. 
What? Star Wars, you know? Do they, they have could, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Star Wars? It's more of a brunch uh, universe, I feel like. Pick a TV show. Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, or The Mandalorian. Mm. I mean, I feel like I gotta go Mando, right? I think so. I, I mean, if that's your favorite. Of those, Mandalorian sure. is good. Clone Wars has some great shit. Rebels is pretty good. It has a terrible art style, but the story's good. Yeah. Pick another franchise. Yeah, they make Ahsoka look fucking weird. Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, or the Fast Saga, meaning Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Nothing. Mission Impossible. Absolutely. Oh, that's what I was saying. Someone, <laughs> someone on Twitter was saying that they'll be very disappointed if the 10th Fast and the Furious movie isn't called Fast, the number 10, Your Seatbelts. Oh, for sure. That was a beautiful <laughs> title. Man. Fast in Your Seatbelts. Okay. Pick what you're most excited for. The Bad Batch. Which you may not may not have even heard of that, that is Star a Clone Wars, Wars spinoff that'll be coming. Oh, out later that's this one year. that's impossible not to read. The bad bitch. If you look at the icon, yeah, it's yeah. insane. Obi Wan Kenobi, the Disney Plus show. Disney Plus show. The Book of Boba Fett. Ooh, Book of Boba Fett threw a wrench in that. Um, I'll t- yeah, I'll go with Book of Boba Ooh, Fett. Ooh, wow! Yeah. I would have thought, thought you would have said Obi Wan. Yeah, I, I am super duper excited about that. You but love that man. I do love Ewan. Hello with there. all of my heart. Hello there. Pick when you were born. So uncivilized. Before 1977, <laughs> between 77 and 99, and after 99. I will answer that for you, because <laughs> I know your birthday. This That was the one question where it's like, okay, which age group are you? Okay, you were a kid when the prequels came out. Yeah, so that's who you are. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a droid. C-3PO, BB-8, or L337? I don't even know who that is. The, there's one named... Oh, Leet. That's, uh, that's, that's the, from Solo. That's the... Yeah, the droid in Solo that gets... Oh, I hate that movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, definitely BB-8. So there's no one with you. So you're alone. So you would say... What's your people's your name? Solo. <laughs> I turned it off. That's the worst part of that movie. <laughs> BB-8, you said? Yes. So that's okay. America's sweetheart, BB-8. Mm-hmm. I love, She's love the best. Pick a drink. Soda, water, water, or alcohol? I'm going to go alcohol. Pick a planet. <laughs> Tatooine, Naboo, Naboo, Naboo or Crate. Uh, Is that the place in The Last Jedi with the red sand? Yes. I'm going to go... Steve, so confident. Yes. 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 I'm going to go Crate because I love Last Jedi. That's a cool, like, visual. That is such a, good, visual. such a good set piece. He's like, it's salt. Ooh, I don't know what. <laughs> I know. He, he, t- he, he tastes it, and he goes, and, like, spits off camera, and goes, salt. He does, like, a gummy. Uh, <laughs> pick an Avengers movie. The Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, or Avengers Endgame. No love for Infinity War, huh? Hmm. No love. I'm going to go... Some good movies. Those yeah. are three good movies. I'm going to go in-game. you got to go in-game, right? Mm. I wanted to say Age of Ultron, though, because I feel like that's an underrated movie, and James Spader as Ultron is, like, a really You would have just been being a contrarian there, though. Kind of, yeah. but, like... G- like amongst so those other two, though? Yeah. You may love Age of Ultron, but do you love it 3,000? I don't love it 3,000. 298. Mm. <laughs> Pick a genre. Romance, action, or comedy. You got love in your heart, Andy. I do have love in my heart. I'm going to say romance. <laughs> really? No. Uh, <laughs> romance and comedy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Finally, 
Pick your favorite OG. I'm going to try to do this in David Attenborough's voice. I should have done that from the beginning. Your favorite OG. Leia, Luke, or Han? Sweet Han, Luke, Leia. Uh, the Holy Trinity. I'm going to go Leia. Of course. <laughs> Andy chooses Leia. <laughs> your personality is most like the original trilogy. Oh, damn. I was wrong. Your personality matches the original Star Wars trilogy because you're a timeless original who knows how to have fun and keep people engaged. You're not one to show off or bite off more than you can chew. You're practical, mature, and loved by all. That's some low-key shade towards the original trilogy. You keep people engaged. Good job. Yeah, you ain't special. That's for sure. You you, you completed re- the low bar of engaging the viewers of your product. <laughs> I actually feel like Andy is practical, mature, and loved by all, though. He is. No, oh, thanks, guys. So isn't that special? That's so special. <laughs> I, I don't like what you're something. doing with your chesticles there. <laughs> they don't know. Steve, bring us home. You have a sweet treat. Uh, I believe a friend of the show sent us a gift. Is that correct? That is correct. So, listener... You are probably aware of the contest we had earlier in the month, uh, and that contest was won by the listener Chauncey Luce. Shout out to Chauncey Luce. Shout out Chauncey. So he won a $50 Amazon gift card. We sent it to him, and he replied back to us, hey, can I buy you guys something with this card? And we were like, I mean, it's your money. I don't know why you would. He's like, no, 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 no. Daddy's got you. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Because heretofore we had never referred to him as Daddy. Yeah, uh, and he uh, he Daddy loose. He spent some of his Amazon money. He bought us a gift on the 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 request that we open it on the show and react to it on the show and do something with it on the show. I know what it is because it has showed up at my house and I had forgot he was mailing it to my house <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got a package and I opened it up. So I know what it is. This is dangerous. What if it's like a strap on and he, you're not, gotcha. you're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> no, what Chauncey got us here. I'm going to oh, like whip it, whip it out of its uh, packaging. Oh, and just, please do. Yes. <laughs> And hand it to Chris so Chris can uh, react in real time to what it is. All okay. Right? You ready? Should I close my eyes? Sure. Close your eyes and I'll hand it to you. You right? We go get a hot dog out of the fridge. I'm just going to hand you one because he sent us a bag. Oh, God. So <laughs> There's here's, multiple? Here's one. Feel it. Feel it. What do you think it is just by touch? It Smelling. feels like it's not a butt plug. I don't know. Something you would put in your mouth. Is it one of those mouth pry opening thingies where you try to talk? I'm going to look at it. What, what does it say on the packaging? He's opening his eyes. Does it say something on the packaging? It should. It says nose flute. <laughs> he got us nose flutes. Press the nose flute firmly against your nose and mouth. Hold your mouth well open. Blow only through your nostrils and be sure that no air leaks from the edges of the nose flute. Practice and have fun. Okay. okay. All right. I don't know how well this is going to work. Oh. Oh, he, we got we got a note. I'm sure this is great to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well planned. <laughs> I just immediately blew snot in my nose flute. They're, they look like little mouth guards that you just kind of awkwardly press against your face. Oh, I gotta, God. I, I also snotted on it. <laughs> I don't think it suits the shape of my nose. So listeners that have seen me before know that I have sort of an upturned piggy nose. And I think 
with giant nostrils. And that, that makes me ill-suited for two things. Being invited to cocaine parties and playing right. the nose flute. Steve's got it. You just the sound tr- like you caught COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is having your mouth really open. And he's blowing in it. <laughs> he's fucking cheating. I just want to see if he's, could even, if it's meant to do anything. He's blowing in the snot hole. What, all right, so Steve, what's the trick here? Steve looks amazing. See how dumb my face is? Oh, it did I, say mouth well oh, open. You have to have your mouth like really open. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be filming this. Hold on. keep You guys keep doing it. I'm bringing up my phone. We're going to put this on Twitter yeah. so you guys can see how stupid we look doing this. <laughs> I feel like I need to blow my nose before I try too hard at this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is great content. <laughs> Why am I, I, I feel like I need to stick my tongue out, but it doesn't say to do that. But. No, no. You just have to have your mouth well open. <laughs> I can't nose flute. Oh, I got, I got Oh, he's got it. Kind of. It sounds like it sounds like my dog when it hears people outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like it. Well, there you go, Chauncey. Thank you for buying what appears to be no less than fifty nose flutes. (laughs) Yeah, we we need all the color combos of these. And we all got. Thank God, we all got vaccinated before we started doing this, instead of just like open mouth breathing. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a great post-pandemic activity for everyone. Yay! And now pass them back around, exchange them, so you can each try a different color. (laughs) Nothing will go wrong. Thank you so much for that gift, Chauncey. That was uh, very nice of you. Email the show at streamingthingspod at gmo.com. We love you all. Happy streaming. 